0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, it's Sam Ekstrom. Today, we've got the five Vikings' likeliest to sign an extension this offseason coming up next on Minnesota Sports Rank'em. This is Minnesota Sports Rank'em, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome in to today's Minnesota Sports Rankum. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Been covering the Vikings since 2014. I've got another Viking-centric topic for you today. The five Vikings, likeliest to sign an extension this offseason. There are so many decisions for this front office to make. Cuts, trades, restructures, and some players that need to be restructured because they deserve it or... Just because the Vikings need some money, and they need to kick that money down the road and save a little bit this year. Before we get into the list, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Number one on our list, actually, why don't we start with an honorable mention. K.J. Osborne three years into his rookie contract, one year to go. That means extension time for a lot of players. And I think in a lot of situations, K.J. Osborne would be rewarded with an extension. If it was a team that was maybe on the rise, a team with a lot of cap space, a team that was trying to build something, I think K.J. Osborne would be absolutely be an extension candidate. I'm not sure he is on this particular Minnesota Vikings team, not when they're going to commit big money to Justin Jefferson, not when Kirk cousins is still making upper echelon quarterback money. The tight end likely is going to make a lot and the two tackles down the road. They have to make concessions somewhere. I don't think KJ Osborne is going to get that money. Now can things change in one year? Absolutely. If KJ Osborne again has a big year for the Vikings, uh, he might go into that free agency spring and the Vikings might say, Hey, we want you badly here's the money you want and he might stick with minnesota but i'm not sure they can make that decision this offseason with some of their financial limitations because when you introduce an extension to a player on a rookie contract like osborne contrary to some extensions that is usually going to add some money in the form of a signing bonus up front even though it's prorated it'll hit a little bit in that first year usually um and that again isn't great for the Vikings cap situation. So I think KJ Osborne might be better off too, betting on himself and hitting free agency next year. And he might make a lot of money on the open market. But I do think that's an honorable mention as a player that could someday get an extension outside chance of that happening for the Vikings this offseason. All right. Number five on the list. Let's go with the quarterback Kirk cousins. And we're, we're, we're basically getting the most polarizing player out of the way right away because Kirk Cousins is the one generating all the discussion right now. The reports are is that he doesn't want a one-year deal. He wants to be given a long-term contract. Uh, Quasi Adolfo Mensah spoke about this at the Combine and kind of gave a non-answer answer. answer. He said that Kirk Cousins is good enough to be an NFL quarterback, but he also left the door open to say there are other options. There are considerations like who you need to surround that quarterback with and could they look for a quarterback with a different skill set? I think those are all valid questions to ask. Uh, my recommendation would have been to offer the one-year extension like they did last year. I think that you at least owe Kirk Cousins that after a 13-win season with eight fourth-quarter comebacks and the right to not be a lame duck quarterback. I think you also appreciate the stability that he brings, the durability that he brings, his blossoming connection with Justin Jefferson, his emerging leadership skills. All those For all those reasons, Kirk Cousins is a guy that you like having in your organization you also might get some cap relief if you give him a longer extension that can benefit this narrow window they have and say okay well while we have you kirk we'd like to put something around you help us make that work and for those reasons an extension does make sense my the reason he's not number one number two number three it's because of the age it's because of the body of work kirk cousins is going to be 35 A long-term extension, assuming that's three or more years, takes him to age 38. You're in such rare territory at that point to expect Kirk Cousins to deliver high-value quarterback seasons at that age in the NFL. It just doesn't happen unless you're one of the all-time greats, and that would be a lot to expect out of Kirk Cousins. I think that it's possible fans are being lulled a little bit into a sense of comfort with Kirk, um, more so than they've had in the past because of the wins that he delivered last season. And those wins count. It was a wonderful year. But you also have to look at the seven years before that as a starter in Washington and Minnesota, where he underwhelmed a lot of times. It wasn't all great. It wasn't all joyous and happy like it was in 2022 for the Vikings. Also, his quarterback rating declined last year. His turnovers were up. His accuracy was down. Yes, he had to learn a new offense. But he's also been learning a lot of new offenses with a lot of new coordinators in his NFL career, or at least variations of it. So I I think there are reasons to be hesitant, too, toward a big extension. That's why Cousins is on the list. He's number five, but he's not high on the list like our other candidates. All right, number four, Daniel Hunter. Daniil Hunter, a top 15 edge rusher last year for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, A lot of people were down on him. Early in the year. And he did start out slowly. A lot of these guys did in that Ed Donatel defense. I guess you worry, will the same thing happen with the Brian Flores defense? But in the end, Daniil Hunter delivered. He, in fact, might have surpassed Cedarius Smith for productivity by the end of the year, as I think he had a better second half of the season. He was healthy once again. And Daniil Hunter, at age 28, I think there's reason to believe he has a lot of good years left. Is he on the same rapid pace that he once was to be one of the all-time great sack artists in NFL history? No, that's not quite the case. He's had more injury issues. He's had his ups and his downs, but he is still a bargain right now, and he is still a terrific player. Again, this is a question of luxury. Can you afford the cost of a high-end pass rusher in the NFL, which now demands $20-ish million? I'm not sure that you can. Daniil Hunter is paid around 15th most, depending on whether you're looking at defensive ends or outside linebackers. But he slots right in there um, really as an underpaid pass rusher based on his productivity. Um, Do you reward him for all his years of effort with an extension? Or do you say, hey, we got to go cheap somewhere with all these offensive pieces we have to pay. Sorry, Daniil. I think that Daniil Hunter would be the preferred of the two between himself and Zedaria Smith. I think that Kwasi Adolfo Mensa has seen the value of a potent defensive line from his time in San Francisco. I think Daniil Hunter is on the radar for an extension. He has one year left on his deal. This is kind of when it needs to happen, and I think that he's a little more likely than Kirk Cousins to make that happen. That's why he's number four on our list of most likely Vikings to extend. Before we continue, let me tell you that FanDuel.com slash locked on is where you can go to get started with a FanDuel account. Get in on the action as the NBA and NHL come down the home stretch of the season. Or if you're me, you might be interested in some of the golf odds. The Arnold Palmer coming up this weekend. Next week, it's the players. Love checking out the lines on McElroy and Rom, and maybe Tiger gets involved in that Players' Championship in a couple weeks. Uh, the point is, there's a lot of options at FanDuel. And there's a lot of parlay options as well. You can stack your bets and enhance your chance at uh, expanded winnings. You get paid instantly as well after those bets hit. So check it out at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Here's the perk. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. To get started, make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, player number three, we're going to cheat a little bit. Now, typically for this list, we'd be talking about players that are under contract, that are not in free agency, but here's the stipulation. We're going to go with Dalvin Tomlinson because the Vikings have gone out of their way to extend his window until free agency. He had a void date in late February that the Vikings pushed back three weeks in order to negotiate with him as a member of the Vikings before he hits the open market. That negotiation is ongoing. But Kwezi adolfo Mensa at the Combine spoke very highly of Dalvin Tomlinson. He left no secret that they like him and want him back. Those gestures indicate to me that the Vikings could very well come to an extension with Dalvin Tomlinson, a top 15 inside pass rusher last year for the Minnesota Vikings. You could feel his absence when he was out midseason with an injury for about a month, and you could feel his presence when he got back. Reasons not to, he was part of one of the three worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, That's a concern. He didn't really go a long way toward making a better run defense. I mean, the Vikings have had issues with that for three years now, despite good defensive linemen. Um, And Dalvin Tomlinson might not be a transformative piece on that defensive line. Maybe he's more of a luxury, but also a pretty nice luxury to have when you don't really have a lot of other penetrating defensive tackles on this roster. Uh, You would have to find that somewhere else. And with Dalvin Tomlinson, you have him in house. Why not lock him up? Now, the problem is too, is that that's an expensive position. Dalvin Tomlinson is still in his prime. He's in his twenties. And if you're going to pay a defensive tackle, toward the top of the salary ladder, it's going to be around 12 to $13 million per year. Uh, he made $10.5 million per year in his previous two-year deal, and I don't think he did anything to, to lose value. If anything, he's increased his value and the inflation of the salary cap as well. So th- this will be an expensive contract. That's why he's not number one. But again, I think that Dalvin Townsend, right in the middle, he's number three on our list of most likely Vikings to sign an extension. Two more to go. You might be able to guess number one, and you might be able to guess number two as well. It's T.J. Hawkinson. These last two are going to focus on offense, folks, particularly on the passing game. T.J. Hawkinson was outstanding when he showed up in Minnesota and I think took his game to a new level from his Lions days without even really having time to learn the offense. The Vikings were floored by his ability to come in and pick up the playbook in one week and have a huge debut against Washington, and he never slowed down. He had big moments throughout the second half of that season, clutch moments. You remember his big two-point conversion against the Indianapolis Colts in the big comeback. He had two monster games against the New York Giants, including a two-touchdown effort in the regular season. Hawkinson uh, is entering the final year of his deal, set to make around $9 million this year. Contract for a high-end tight end, again, it's going to be big money. It's going to pay him around $15 million per year. But when you're as productive as he showed he can be, that is actually a bargain in terms of a pass catcher. Take away the tight end label. Think of him as more of a wide receiver. That's what you would expect to pay, a second wide receiver, if not more. Adam Thielen, for instance, whose contract may not be on the books for long for the Vikings, he's set to make twenty next year. Uh, so these contracts are getting higher and higher, and you start having to change what normal is. Okay, $15 million for a good pass-catching tight end, that is pretty normal. And in this league that's built around potent passing games, that's a weapon you don't want to get away. Kudos to Kwezi Adolfo Mensa for finding Hawkinson, getting him at a relative bargain, a second-round pick to get a tight end that might be around here for many years. That's a good acquisition, and that's because of that good process, I don't think you want to let that player get away. In addition, you could get that cap number down this year by extending T.J. Hawkinson, who is the second-likeliest Viking to sign an extension. And that leads number one, and maybe an anticlimactic number one, Justin Jefferson. There's no secret that the Vikings are going to make him the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. He's got two years left on his deal. If you include the fifth-year option, he's not going to have to even go into that. The fifth-year option probably won't even need to get exercise because the Vikings are going to wipe that out with probably a five or six year contract to keep him in Minnesota through his twenties guys. It's going to break the bank highest wide receiver contract to this point, 30 million. It's going to exceed that for sure. By how much is the question? If it's just by a million per year, this will probably be in the ballpark of five years 155 million, 160 million, I think, might be uh, an offer the Vikings make. I could see Jefferson's camp asking for 35 million per year and blowing away the previous total. Five years, 175 million. I'm sure that it will be backloaded. I'm sure that they'll try to structure it in a way that escalates so that it doesn't hit them all up front, so that they can keep adding around Jefferson early in that extension. But it's going to be exorbitant. It's going to be a haul of a contract and probably worth every penny. This is a guy that, again, he doesn't get hurt. He's the best wide receiver in NFL history through three seasons in a career, still seemingly hungry and still seemingly improving. It would frankly be a stunner if Justin Jefferson showed up to camp without a new contract. I think this will be a negotiation that goes fairly easily for both sides because of how valuable a player he is and because of how obvious the decision is. There's not going to be any haggling. It's not going to be a Lamar Jackson situation where the sides are $50 million apart. I think it's, it's pretty clear that he's going to be the number one paid receiver. The Vikings get it. He gets it. Um, he's going to set a record, and he deserves it after what he's done for three years for the Minnesota Vikings. So that is our number one, with a bullet, likeliest Minnesota Viking to sign an extension this offseason. What do you think of the list? Let me know in the comments section. Check me out on Twitter as well, at Sam Ekstrom. You can send me a message on there. Tell me what you think about the top five. Here it is one more time. Cousins, Hunter, Tomlinson, Hawkinson, and Jefferson with K.J. Osborne, the honorable mention. That's the Minnesota Sports Rankum for today. I'm Sam Ekstrom back on Thursday with a new list. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. Talk to you next time.